everybody. Welcome back. Another episode, Hold My Bread, post-Thanksgiving. How's it going, Joel Wachowski? What up, breadheads? Come on out. Join the gluten gang. We're ready to stack some loaves here at the Hold My Bread podcast, the only podcast in the United States of America worth $1,193. Damn, we've done it. Also, we're worldwide. We got listeners in London. We got a couple listeners in Hong Kong. We got a lot of listeners in Hong Kong. We stand behind you. And now, what is that? That is the sound of a Chinese drone rapidly approaching our podcast studio yeah, and just like that we're blacklisted in china it's okay they're not allowed to experience the free market anyhow they this is a this is just a fantasy pod to them it's just like them <laughs> us watching lord of the rings or uh frodo yeah frodo you mean <laughs> the hobbit frodo the movie frodo the movie uh well welcome back how was uh, your thanksgiving it was uh, it was wonderful i spent it with you the detroit lions are ruining my life i overate a meal in about 10 seconds and was no good for the rest of the day i ate three i think i ate three meals that day it was great. I truly, truly great. I've been hungry since ever since I moved to New York. I've been hungry, so it was nice to eat three meals. Do you have enough money? Um, you know, I have some stuff. I have yeah. money. Well, we do. We own some of our own sound equipment here for the podcast. Yeah, we now. just bought it. We invested in ourselves. The I best investment you can make. This is this podcast equipment purchase was the most irresponsible money we've spent on this podcast since Slack. <laughs> well, you know, it's good we bought it though, because it's like now, you know, it's a. I don't know. We need it. It's good we bought it. Yeah, we were, I wanted to record with our usual wonderful, valued podcast producer, and he told me that his recorder had been repossessed, and I was like, who got it? I was like, oh, some people took it, so we're like, oh, we'll just buy it off we, them. We bought it back from the people that took it. Yeah, that's the thing about New York comedians. You throw $60 at their face, they can't say no to you. <laughs> exactly. $60 makes you the king. I got sixty-two fifty to throw around. I am a golden god in these streets. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving was good. We're back. Uh here to talk stocks here to talk some money um i'm feeling good i'm happy to be here it's a bit chilly but it's all right it's new york it's december it's we've been in the slush we've been in this sleet mm-hmm. we're su- we're just surviving out here see you in march friends yeah. <laughs> um there is nothing worth smiling about in these days I, I but someone has a birthday it's true my birthday is tomorrow this episode comes out on my birthday this is the birthday episode yeah well let me be the first to say Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah, I love that. Um, Yeah, my birthday is tomorrow. Thank you for that, Joel. I appreciate it. I'll be 29 years old. Wow. One more year in your 20s. What are you going to do? I think this is the year I get into shape. I, I taught you how to lift weights like two years ago. I know. I know, but this, but this is the year I use it. This is the year you use it. You I'm gonna just, start. I'm gonna start eating. I'm gonna start making sure I get a calorie-rich diet. I'm gonna start eating 3,000 calories a day. Absolutely, that's one step one. I'm gonna start eating 3,000 calories a day. I'm gonna start going to the gym three days a week, starting tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow morning for my birthday, and uh, that's when that's when it begins. And that is the sound of Vegas taking the bet off the board of whether or not Matt goes to the gym tomorrow. I know he's got a big show tonight. No way is he in World Gym Ridgewood tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Let's see. Uh, I do have a big show tonight, so let's see how hungover I am tomorrow. Every time I do a, a show in Ridgewood, I just talk about World Gym Ridgewood, and people are like, what the fuck? Why is he just talking about this gym in the neighborhood? And it's like, great. And I, I can't even, I don't even, I'm not even a member anymore. I still talk about it. It's great. 
Yeah, I did a show Sunday night. There were two people there, and they still did the show. I was livid. Yo, I almost came. I almost. I was literally sitting in bed, like I'm gonna go to this show. I saw you were on it. I'm glad I didn't go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, all, all the comics were terrible. I did seven minutes, and then I hung around for another twenty out to be polite. They were like, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, Yeah, he might throw you on if you go hang out. And I almost went and hung out, and glad I didn't. Sorry. So Thank you for go. not doing it. Yeah, sorry I didn't come support. A comic had a bit. It was just like, man, we, we go with the word retard because uh, the French, they be like, je suis un retard. <laughs> How did it go? It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny, but that was like his entire seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you miss the bus to school, you're a retard. <laughs> yeah, because you're late. Um, that's funny. Well, you know, we can't all be... Doing hot shows like me tonight. Uh, yeah, now we're doing the podcast where only us discussing finance can be dis- described as, as French late. <laughs> That's what we have to say <laughs> from now on. Yo, are you like French late? Is that what you're like? <laughs> I think you might I think this guy might be French late. Yeah, my son's uh, running behind in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I love that. I gave our, our podcast producer, the wonderful one, uh, a little bit of grief about dressing like Tulsi Gabbard today, <laughs> and now he's doing squats in the living room. He looks great. I don't... Look at those buns. He's got pumped up buns. Man, I have, I have someone today, Kamala Harris, Kamala, Kam- Kamala, Kamala Harris, Harris dropped out. She's going to have a lot more time to go arrest people now. Yeah, and like someone's like, oh, the sexiest presidential candidate dropped out. What? What are you? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard is my dream woman. Yeah, she's beautiful. She serves. She pretends to be Indian. Yeah. She's got that streak <laughs> of gray in her hair. I love yep. the streak of gray. I love Storm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's not, you know, sucking on fingers like she's Joe Biden. She's not sucking on fingers like Joe Biden. <laughs> she doesn't hate black people like <laughs> like Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, Pete is a CIA asset. That is the most dyed-in-the-wool Republican candidate. It's and crazy. He's like a serial killer. We talked about this before. We talked about him too much on the podcast. He is a bad, bad boy. He's a bad man, not in a good way. So we're not qualified to this, but today Donald Trump said that the trade deal with China could be pushed back after the 2020 election. Wow. Big surprise. Did you, are you, I'm not surprised by that at all. And I know like when you, when you make a, buy like a particular stock, you're placing a bet on like a company and their progress, like with Ford, we're betting on their charging network. Uh And, but when you're like, when you have like a, just a portfolio like me with a company called Wealthfront, Mm -hmm. I just put in... $500 $500 every month. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. And when like larger news like this like breaks, mm-hmm. usually just drags down the portfolio as a whole. Right. So just the market as a whole reacts to this. If you're buying one or two stocks, you might not be affected by this. But at this point in time, a lot of people, they're just like every time tr- people are making a killing like with Trump's manipulations of the market. It's crazy. It's truly insane. And the, it's like one of those things where the, the SEC can't investigate the president, can they? They can't investigate him, even though he's doing what like Elon Musk was accused of doing and manipulating the market through tweets and stuff. It's like that's what the president is doing. Absolutely. It's crazy. And like saying something like the trade deal might, might be pushed off. He could be doing shorts. He could be just like having holdings he'd wor- he's worried about. That right. like. If they go down and the whole market goes down, it's fine. Right. So yeah, it's this type of stuff where we do it and we get in trouble, but he doesn't. It's like, I'm the president. It's cool. And of course, Chill, baby. You know, it's just kind of like there's a cyclical nature to it. Like Black Friday boosts the, the, the S&P 500 every year. And mm-hmm. this news just kind of seems like 
very conveniently slide it in just to keep it at an even keel. For real. Because, well, that's the case, too. Because what was it? Um, today is what? T- today's Tuesday. So yesterday, I was watching um, Fox Finance. It was just on TV, and I was watching something. And, like, the Dow was, like, well, they were, like, bragging about how high the Dow was. And then today, I walk in, and it's on, and it's just, like, dropping like a rock. It's just the day-to-day is so up and down. It's crazy. And then I guess I said that's just how the stock market is. But still, to have it that up and down is it, within 24 hours is just mental. Yeah, I, I wrote down a number for this. So, yeah, in general, the market is either, depending on who you talk to, we're either facing a recession or we are, the stock market is a little bit robust. But if you look at the S&P 500, which is like a better indication of the stock market wealth, that's like a fund that's made up of the 500 largest companies right. that trade. Right. And that's down 6% on the year, but the market as a whole is substantially higher. What about the Dow? The Dow is what I was watching yesterday and today. You know, I, I don't really have any information on the Dow. If it's I were okay. an improviser, I would yes and you, but I'm a stand up, so I could say uh, I'll just roast you. <laughs> well, uh, I doubt. Uh, it'll be a good roast. No, um, I don't know. That was my attempt at improv. See, pretty good. Um, well, yeah, the uh, the S and P five hundred was it really uh, affected by his comments today? Because yeah, everything across the board went down, and the China stuff that's been kind of hanging over the market for for literally like a year now, for months and months here. Yeah. But really, I think the more interesting issue is going on with France. I did see this. Uh, threatens more threats that's what the president does he makes threats well france they're actually doing some stuff i kind of approve of like companies like google apple facebook they use tax shelters for their purposes that's people wonder how do companies like amazon or whatever pay zero taxes and it's shelters is 100 percent the way what is that exactly it's where you have your earnings that are in all these countries but there is like your company's based in usually like maybe the Cayman Islands or like, Delaware. Is that like when they say like, I got my money in a Swiss bank? No, no, that's just like secure. No no one can seize a Swiss, Swiss bank account. Oh, okay. That's why it's significant. Okay. So an example of this would be like, in the US, a lot of companies are based in Delaware. Like nine times out of 10, a company's headquarters is Delaware even though they do their business usually in New York or California. That's where our podcast is headquartered. Yeah, only because they have uh, free parlays at any (laughs) bodega. If you don't know what a bodega is, that's where you buy Pringles from someone who hates you. That's a little New York term for (laughs) you guys. Um, When I first moved to New York, I would be on the phone with my mom, and I'd be like, I'm going to run to the bodega and get some chips. I'm going to run to the the bodega. I'm going to go to the bodega. And eventually she was like, you're spending a lot of time at the bodega. And she thought it was a bar. (laughs) 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 She thought it was a bar. And I was like, it's a deli. Just a deli. Yeah. When I first started that... um some comic, Jim Two's very funny guy. He's like, I, I don't know uh, what nationality these bodega guys are. I'm pretty sure they're bodegan. <laughs> I love Jim. Did you said Jim Two's? Yeah, Jim love, Two's love a funny Jim guy. Um, okay, so also let's get back to France. France is tax sheltering. So these, like, like Facebook and stuff. So just to get to the well, let's explain like the idea of what a tax shelter right, yeah, is. And the best off, example sorry. of this is probably the recently dead and back Toys R Us. So Toys R Us was never a company. To- the Toys R Us was actually a company in Delaware called Jeffrey LLC. I did know this. And every Toys R Us would pay a fee to Jeffrey LLC to use the name, to use the likeness, 
etc. Mm-hmm. So all of these stores, individual earnings, they didn't count because they were all beholden to this company in Delaware. All that money that would, would be siphoned off to funding the name, not, ta- not taxable. So that's just a, a good way to cheat it. Oh, okay. And that's legal. It's legal, but only in Delaware. Why is it only in Delaware? Well, what happened in Delaware? What happened in Delaware? What did Washington do in Delaware? Well, with Delaware, it, there's two major reasons. One is that there's the corporate incorporation is their business. In the '70s, they passed some laws that made them not beholden to like with a lot of corporations. If they have, have like a trouble. They go to a jury trial. Mm-hmm. If corporate a corporation in Delaware gets in trouble, they are trial by judge. No jury involved whatsoever. Oh wow, that's great! It's like the Wild West. Yeah, absolutely. It's cool, wild. And like their their courts and judges are very corporate friendly, and that's why how Delaware gets most of its revenue. So like Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is always broke because they're next. They border Delaware. And all of their corporate taxes go vanish to Delaware. So what is Delaware? I've never been to Delaware. Have you ever been before? Oh, Delaware is an absolute shithole. It is a third world country in the United States. How do they have so much money and it's so shitty? Because all the money stays in corporate pockets. There's money in Delaware. Delaware doesn't have any money. Delaware, the fuck is my money? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> this guy gets it. Just morning zoo. No, they have this court, the Court of Chancery, that like only exists in Delaware, and that's why every company is faced there. That sounds like some. Uh, it sounds like some France bullshit. Yeah. So France is like the Delaware of Europe. No, no. There was a study in 2013 that um, firms in Delaware are able to reduce their state tax burden by 15 to 25 percent, as as opposed to like a, a company that's not in Delaware. Holy moly. And you think this doesn't affect us as people, but if you're like someone in Pennsylvania and you don't have, if you don't get the financial aid you need, if you don't have good roads for your schools, that that deficit, it, a lot of that money is just sitting in a Delaware bank account somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Wild. All right. So, well, so how does this tie into France? Okay, so France, they're one of the few companies that countries that are going after big corporations. Mm-hmm. They're saying that Zoot. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the the Delaware thing only works in the USA because no other states have enforced it. Right. Like states could easily pass laws to stop the restrict stop them like chartering in Delaware, but they don't do it because of a lot, that's what a lot of lobbying is. They don't and, they, and there's so many dollars involved in corporations. Right. They don't want right. To, but debt France, they came after. Facebook, Google, Yahoo, all these big tech companies say they have to pay their taxes that they're due in France and not anywhere else. Okay. And the U.S. government does not like that. Trump especially doesn't like that. You think he would love that? No, no, no. He probably does it himself in some of his corporations, but this is a pretty big gesture by the French government. So in response, the U.S. government now has a 100% tariff on French goods. Oh, that's why my baguettes were so expensive. Yeah, your baguette. My baguettes, just... my champagne. My God. <laughs> no, there is actually an exemption for sparkling wines. Oh, they are thank God. Oh my God. Well, that's good. Uh, Gerard Depardieu is probably so excited about that. <laughs> he's still alive, right? Yeah, he's. Have he's you seen one... him? He's hideous. 
Yeah, he's 100% still alive. Gerard Depardieu, if you don't know, look him up. He is not well. Yeah, so France, it's under the guise of something called the Digital Services Act. But now there's a big dispute between the U.S. and France about how they're going to do it. Washington, they also said they might expand these tariffs to other EU products. UK, France, Spain, Germany, they might also be in trouble because they didn't back off from funding Boeing. Oh, right. So it seems like the U.S. government is on the... Just the brink of international financial institutions with powers across the globe. We got problems with everybody. It's what's, it's insane. China, there's the whole thing with like France now. I mean, we've got tensions with like Germany, I feel. Obviously, Russia. We're, we got we're, we're to backs against the wall here. Absolutely. There's nothing we can do about it as investors, but we have to ride it out given our portfolios. And try and take advantage of it as best we can, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just starting to look like no matter how good a company is, the global economy, especially with Trump just kind of trying to get things over the 2020 finish line, Mm -hmm. is just going to be very slow, very steady. Mm -hmm. And you you can hit on certain stocks. You can hit on Ameren. You can hit on one... We were wrong on which is Peloton. Pel- I know, ah, I know. I've been seeing ads for those all over the place. Peloton. I think. Well, they came out. I mean, I think we had we did our research on that because they even came out and they were like, "We're not going to be a profitable company until 2023." I think we, you know, we did our research and we 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 picked wrong, but we still put in the effort. Yeah, we had an hour long conversation on this, and we ultimately decided Peloton wasn't for us. But Peloton from from its IPO around $20, it's up to $35, but kind of more interesting. And I, I poked around this a little bit. Have you seen the Peloton ad? Um, what, the one for Christmas? Yeah, describe yeah. the ad to us, so, then, if you will. So, well, which one? I've seen a couple, because there's one, I saw one the other day where uh, the, the, the mom is given a Peloton bike for Christmas. That's right. This is this is the yeah, this, this is the one you're talking it's about. It's actually I, I I looked through. I would love for any re- listeners to reach out and like if you know of another time this has happened, please tell me. But go on with the ad. She she's given a Peloton bike by a husband and kids. They're all very attractive. They have a nice house. So they give her this bike and she's very excited. And then they they show her and she's taking a selfie, being like, "This is my first ride." I'm very excited on my first ride. So she gets on the bike. She's riding, and then does kind of a time lapse where she's like riding the bike all the time. She's living her crazy life and she's live blogging from the phone and live blogging from the bike. And then it comes around to like a year later, and she's like made all these friends on the bike and she's like virtually everyone's excited to see her and she's seeing all these milestones and she's good in great shape now and her mm-hmm. life is incredibly incredible. And uh, it's a very good, I think it's a good commercial. It paints it in a very positive light. The commercial is, you say it's great. It's kind of universally reviled. People hate it? People hate that commercial. It's a bit corny, but it's not, you know. The body positivity movements, like why this woman is, she's very attractive at the beginning. Right. She doesn't need to ride a bike. There's you see no her riding difference. the bike. There's no difference between when she starts and when she ends. Yeah, you talk. she talks about how it changed her life, yeah. and it's the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, you know, maybe she's like, uh, I don't know. I didn't mind the commercial too much. I did see one that was a Peloton commercial where it was like early morning snow, Christmas lights everywhere. And then it was her on her bike and everyone was like, it's Christmas morning, no days off. And it was like her riding the bike at Christmas morning and like it zooms out in the neighborhood and everyone's on a Peloton bike Christmas morning riding their bikes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other one I saw. I think a better Peloton ad would be just a compilation of horrific New York bicycle ads. Like uh, just around the corner from here a few months ago, a woman was liquefied by a concrete truck on her bicycle. And just a minute, you watch that security cam footage, then you just put up a little Peloton logo. Yeah, I can't get hit in your own apartment. Unless you burn dinner. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I didn't realize there was so much hate on the commercial. It's not a great commercial, but honestly, if anybody is watching a commercial and is like, I really, I hate, I mean, this commercial is beautiful and it really spoke to me. You're sick. You're sick in the head. Uh, a commercial is meant to sell you something. It's manipulative. It's not meant to, every commercial you watch is meant to sell. It's just disgusting. Well, I work and in commercials and, you know, that's how I pay the bills. I do, I do set design. There's I do nothing wrong with that. With I'm just saying like, but people that are like, but ups, it is slimy. You know. We're evoking wealth and, and fun. And like you talk about the emotions you want them to feel as like a normal thing on set. Well, I, yeah, but it's also like during Thanksgiving, watching Thanksgiving football here today or, you know, Thursday. And there's like commercials that have like the troops and they're very emotional and you can't tell what the commercial is. And then at the end, just a Nike logo comes up or a Chick-fil-A logo comes up. It's like, that's disgusting to me. Disgusting. Absolutely. Especially if you're like Chick-fil-A, especially you put it in with their agenda up until like a month ago. It's whatever. It's crazy. All commercials are nasty. Like, it's like for people to have opinions that are um, to be that, I don't know. Loving a corporation is kind of a gross thing. Like people are lining up in New York City a few years ago for Chick-fil-A. Meanwhile, they're funding the murder of gay people in Uganda. Yeah, and the conversion camps and all that bullshit. It's yeah, like, and now they're like, oh, no, we're, we're not anti-gay anymore. It's like, well, you were for decades. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your chicken and your reversal doesn't take back all the years of support you've given to uh, ruining people's lives. Yeah, you're an evil company. Now that you're going to like cater yourself to urban markets, now that you get the that there's more money here than in the rural south we, we we can't just put a blind eye to what they're doing we sure we live in a democracy but we really vote with our dollars oh, and 100 percent, absolutely that is one of the things that i'm most proud of myself for doing and i know i'm not the best at it because you know I, I don't know i'm not the best at it but that is one thing i do believe it's like you have to support what you want to support support what you believe in and if you don't believe in something don't spend your money there because that is what they listen to they don't listen to people complaining outrage we've talked about this before with the starbucks stuff that people get upset about starbucks and then a week later it goes away if you don't like something if you don't believe in something, do not shop there. Don't support these things that you don't like because that's the only way that they're going to take notice. And it's hard to do because it's like you can't get groups of people. It's very hard to get a group of people to do anything. Um, yeah, and if you're going to go to Chick-fil-A, if you need this chicken, take a gay person with you. Buy them lunch or dinner. Like, they deserve it. And yeah. like, or let them hit you in the mouth at least once before you eat it. Absolutely. That's the rule. If you want to eat Chick-fil-A, that's fine, but you got to get punched in the face by a gay person. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, in that, you know, you can have have Chick Fil A while having a conversation about how evil they are and can be overheard by other patrons, which is probably the best way to enjoy Chick Fil A. Yeah, um, I was in line at uh, Chick Fil A the other day, and uh, a guy, I got into it with a guy. Oh yeah, well, yeah. you were probably standing up for politics you believe in. No, no, no. Um, I was in line at Chick Fil A, and 
the guy was like huffing and puffing and he was like huffing and puffing and making a scene and it's very crowded and we're in midtown it's crazy busy and he's like huffing and puffing or whatever and i'm behind him and i see a line open up so then i go i get like pu- pulled around to the other line or whatever and then he comes up behind me and he's huffing and puffing again and uh, he's like close to me and i leaned over and you should never do this to anybody but i go yo you gotta relax dude and that set him off real hard. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell anyone <laughs> to relax. I go, you got to relax, man. I was like, they're, it's really crowded in here. I was like, they're all working really hard. I was like, it's not like they're doing this to you personally. And he was like, I have to get back to work. And I was like, look around, man. I was like, we're in Midtown. I was like, everybody here is at work. We're all working. I was like, you're not, you know, we're all working right now. And he goes, I had a tour, I have a tour guide during the day, so I had my jacket on. He goes, well, we can't all give tours. And I go, you're right, we can't all give tours. I go, what are you doing? You're, you're curing cancer? I was like, you got to relax. And he goes, you know what? Go fuck yourself. And I went, hey, man, I feel bad for you. And then uh, that was the end of it. <laughs> and then you just had to go back to waiting in line with him? No, I, I paid and I walked away. Yeah, well, no, good for you. It sounds like you handled it well. I, just, I feel bad for you. And then I, I walked away. So, But it was crazy. So, yeah, that happened to me yesterday at Chick-fil-A. Speaking of Chick-fil-A. So the reason I bring up this Peloton is I looked around. I can't find another instance of this happening. This is probably the first time that... People disliked the commercial so much, it affected the stock price. Are you talking about the Chick-fil-A commercial? Or no, I'm talking Pel- about the Peloton. Peloton commercial. It really affected their stock. Yeah, they went down 10% yesterday because because of the, the commercial. That's crazy. I've never, I wonder if that's the, I wonder how, I don't know, that's the thing I don't think about, I guess, is how much do commercials really affect the stock price of a thing? I didn't realize it would have that much effect. Yeah, surprising. But, but if you kind of throw in that the amount of discourse on Twitter, the amount of criticism and fun making that was made that that was made at Peloton's expense, like right. the brand was tarnished by the true. Well, the, the quality of the commercial was good. Good production value. Good production. That's value. what you're involved in. That would have been you would have been proud of yourself if you done that. You know, I did a few Nordic track commercials back <laughs> in the day, and they were beautiful. <laughs> a couple of rowing machines. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did a Peloton mock-up. Uh, you know, I did some good work on that. I love, I love, uh, I rode the bike at your place, when I stayed at your place. I like that bike. Those are fun. I don't like that bike. Why not? What don't you like about it? I don't like the bike. Uh, my butt's too big to fit on the oh. seat, to be perfectly honest. I like it. It's fun. It feels like a video game. It's like, I didn't do a lot of the stuff, but it's like, I like, because I did it a couple days in a row, so it would like let me, like, I could go against my own record. I could set up a race. So I was like racing virtual people. It's like, I get the appeal. Virtual like people or real people? I think it was virtual people. I don't think I was on, like online online. Nice. But, That's not bad. But it was fun. It felt like a video game. It was cool. And if you look at like Super Bowl ads, no matter how good or bad a Super Bowl ad is, because those are judged like some sort of competition. There's reviews out in papers the oh, next for day. Sure. And no matter how bad a, 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 an ad usually is, just because of making that amount of impressions, mm-hmm. impressions, there's usually a stock boost. Right. It's one of those things where even even it's almost like bad no press or bad press is good press. Look at the Cybertruck with Tesla. People shit all over the Cybertruck. I love the Cybertruck. So oh my cool. gosh, I want the Cybertruck it's more so than cool. I've ever wanted anything outside of a Detroit Lions Super so Bowl. It's so cool. It is so cool. But people are shitting all over it and people are making memes about it and it's like all you're doing is giving it free press. That's all you're doing. And when people flip around and see how cool it is, all you've done is just raise awareness. People know about the Cybertruck. It doesn't matter if they know that it's the negatives are positive right now. Right now, it's just an idea. It doesn't exist yet. I mean, it does, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it starts at 40000 That's great. It's so sick. They're so cool. Yeah, but they lost, Peloton lost 10% of their market cap because of this commercial. I don't think that's ever happened before. That's interesting. And, well, we've never had like the Twitter technology where it's just like opinions are shared and like they're out as public record immediately. 
Yeah, I don't, I just, it's crazy because there are so much worse commercials out there. What's a worse commercial? You, I'm telling you, I can't remember, I can't take you through it, but I remember seeing a, a Nike commercial at Thanksgiving that really put a bad taste in my mouth. Are uh, you talking about that Kaepernick one? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I saw a Chick-fil-A commercial that really upset me. It was like an animated family. It was like an animated family and uh, the, the, the son is on the phone and the mom and the dad are on a uh, computer and no one's paying attention to this little girl. And she goes into this clock and she comes out of the clock and she, or she comes into the clock and there's like a magical world and time is precious and blah, blah, blah. And then she comes out of the clock and she meets her family and she ends up giving like a Chick-fil-A gift card. And it's like, that's disgusting. Just disgusting to me. And if you were like people, like commercials that make people tear up and then they end up like to, to affect people emotionally and then be like, eat it, Chick-fil-A. Gross. Yeah. And it really like just a gift card that alone, that's the worst gift to get. That's just like, I, I didn't think about it. I don't want to, I want to have, uh, I want to get you something and I want you to go to dinner, but I don't want to come. Yeah. Like, I, so, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Don't take me to Outback Steakhouse. We had this guy, uh, my mom ran a boarding house. I grew up in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this guy. He lived in the basement. He was this albino dude. Okay. He probably wasn't. He probably wasn't albino. He just lived in the basement so long. He looked albino. <laughs> and like he was, he was very single for a long time. Oh, you don't say. And once he he asked out a girl for a first date on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and he took her to the Outback Steakhouse because Bloomin' Onion. He had a gift card. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, do you want to go to Outback Steakhouse on Valentine's Day? I have a gift card. Did he say that in the? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he boy. did. Why would you just just lie? Don't don't mention the gift. Here's a tip: if you're gonna use a gift card on a date, don't say you have a gift card. Just sp- and make them think you didn't use it, and then you got money. It makes it look like you got money. Yeah, I, I back in the day, my my pride and joy before I did any comedy stuff, I th- I thought the idea of making comer- like there was a big thing for like make your own commercial contests. Uh-huh. And uh, Heinz tomato ketchup, they had a commercial contest. I was like, make your own commercial. We will we'll, we'll broadcast them. We'll give you $10,000. And you don't realize the amount of PR they're getting, the amount of money they're saving. Oh, yeah. $10,000 is nothing. Everyone in film school, they went out to seriously make these Heinz tomato ketchup commercials. And I made my own. I made 15 entries. Mm-mm. And they were so good, I was legally barred from entering the commercial content. Wow. That's great. Do you still have these? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're on YouTube under a channel oh. called Ketchup Friends. We should put them on our on Instagram. Oh, they're fantastic. They're pretty good. One of them is, um, my, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk about a couple of them. One of them I, I, is a man and a woman. They're sitting down having a serious discussion. And the woman says to the man, I can't get pregnant. And then he takes out a bottle of ketchup and he puts it on her hash brown and he says, eat that hash brown. She does. And um, he says, you're pregnant now. Heinz tomato ketchup has sperm in it. (laughs) I can't believe they didn't want that. That's crazy. Another one. um, I dressed up like a bottle of Heinz tomato ketchup. (laughs) And... um, it was like, hey, man, it's your old f- pal, Heinz Tomato Ketchup. I just want to talk about my heroes, John Henry, Paul Bunyan, and Al-Qaeda. And then I hold up a burning American flag. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, boy. All right. Well, I can't believe they didn't want these. Yeah, they're you, wonderful. You, Another you, one. Maybe I, you can sell them to the Hunts people. Yeah. So, they'll, they'll run them. They'll the, run them. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. August 6, 2007. We're gonna try and I'm gonna try and rip some of these off uh, YouTube and put them on our Instagram. Oh my God, there it is. Yeah, there. Did you make that? In, you made that ketchup bottle, huh? 
Yeah, I'm, I made the ketchup bottle. Yeah, and you're a special guy. Here, here, here we go. <laughs> you, you look a little, uh, you look a little. I have a lot of hair. You look like a little uh, late French guy, if you know what I'm talking about. And now a message from Heinz Tomato Ketchup. Hey guys, it's your old pal Heinz Tomato Ketchup. I often get asked who my heroes are, and I'm here to tell you that they're Paul Bunyan, John Henry, and Al-Qaeda. Fuck America. Man. Oh, that's a good one. This one I played Jeffrey Dahmer putting the ketchup on a, a guy I kill. Jeffrey Dahmer's house in 1991. Oh, look at all that hair. <laughs> I had so much hair. That's a good sweater, too. I miss it. That's in, this is in the era when I didn't know how... <laughs> What's that say? It says Jeff on a guy in ketchup. Who's the guy, uh, naked guy? My good friend Nick. Great for making love. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, well, we're gonna rip some of these. Put them on our. Uh, put them on the Instagram. Um, what do we? Uh, what do we got next? Let's. What's oh, sorry, I, I, no. really, I really went down. No, yeah, we, we can't keep watching YouTube videos on our podcast. Yeah, that's what. That's just every other podcast. Yeah. How are we? Um. So we learned about Delaware. We learned about the French. Toys R Us. We learned about Delaware. That was the best Conan sketch ever. Which one? Awareness Dell. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It was, it was not a, a successful sketch. He's like, yeah, we got a new uh, sketch for our affili affiliates in Delaware. And it was this guy. He's like, hey, I'm Awareness Dell. Want to learn about Delaware? And it, was <laughs> just him, it? it was just him running through a field with different people saying like, he's Awareness Dell. He's making people aware of Delaware. Aware of Delaware. That's funny. You ever have you listened to his podcast, Conan's podcast? He just had Hillary Clinton on it. Ooh, I, I will to not it. be listening. We all know I'm a Gabbard boy. Yeah. I, I can't fuck with Hillary Clinton. Hillary's she, not running. She ain't competition. Yeah, but she's got her set sight. Her sight set on my princess. Who's that? Tulsi Gabbard. Oh yeah. I love Tulsi. <laughs> I don't know any of her policies. I just know she's my dream woman. Yeah, you're just voting on her looks. That's disgusting. No, she's pretending to be from India, which I also like. I'm, I'm also pretending to be from Indiana. Oh, India. My Indiana. Bad. <laughs> my bad. My mistake. What if you get that wrong? Yeah, I love corn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went to. Uh, you go to Bloomington ever? Uh, race cars are a big part of my culture. Yeah, I love the Colts, even though they fucking suck. Um, I have had that happen to me before where I'm like, they'll be like, I'll, I'll talk to the tourists on my tour. And I'll be like, where are you guys from? They'll be like, we're from Indiana. I'll be like, oh, cool. Uh, I'm from Indiana. They're like, we're in India. I'm like, Indiana. See their face drop. We're like, you think I'm from India? That's very nice of you. Yeah, very nice of you. Yeah, way to give me the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we don't know what you're wearing when this interview is conducted. So it's true. The, the, the jury's still out. This is my Indiana sorry, you know? <laughs> 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 You'll see how it has the Hoosier symbol on it. It's my Indiana Hoosier, sorry. It's got Kurt Vonnegut's signature on it. Hell yeah. So um, there's rumors from our favorite Reddit, Wall Street Bets. Shout out to Wall Street Bets. That the Rob Robin Hood doesn't know how to close that options loophole. Oh, I did see that, how they keep, keeps like, supposedly it's still open. Yeah, and, like, I think Robin Hood posted on Wall Street, but let's like, say, please stop exploiting our loophole. <laughs> yeah, because they can't, like, it's, I guess it's, because they can't close... It's weird because I bet they can't... This is just me speculating, but... So there's a problem with the app, right? They can't pull the app down because the market is always going. They can't shut the app down to work on the... To find a fix for it. So it's probably very hard for them to fix it because it's... They're constantly in motion, right? That's what I would imagine. Yeah, the markets never sleep. Yeah. They're always going. I mean, so I guess they have the weekends when the market's closed. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, when we, had the, when we had Xavier, the options trader, I was like, yeah, I don't work weekends. I'm done every day by five o'clock. Yeah, I love my, I live for the weekend. He's B, uh, what is it, BTO? BTO. Big take, time off. <laughs> TCB, I mean. Uh, take care of business. TCB, taking care of business. Every day. No, but a user, username Shkreli2020, who is, how does this guy know who I'm voting for, first of all? Yeah. Um, he says he's posting that order on other platforms as well. What does that mean? So it seems like the glitch may not be limited to Robinhood. Oh, it might be like a market-wide, oh, like, a, like E-Trade and all that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it looks like they're like glitch in their trading software is not proprietary so bad news for robin hood competitors are ripping them off <laughs> interesting um well I'm, I'm a little shocked by this peloton thing i didn't realize we we missed out on the boat but i think yeah we, we we definitely missed out on peloton especially because i think you really wanted to buy it and i talked you out of it i felt good about it but it's all good yeah, no, I, mean, I, I ran into like a friend who went to Harvard Business School and he's just like, yeah, you got to get in Pelton. It's going to be great. And I was just so stoked I was able to conduct a conversation with someone from Harvard Business School. I was like, I made it. This is all I need. I don't think we're out on it still. I think we can still get in. I think there's a lot of room to run on that. I mean, we've already talked about this before, but they're going to have, uh, they're going to come out with a rowing machine. I guarantee you. I guarantee. Mark my words. They're going to come out. Pelton is going to eventually come out with a rowing machine. They're going to come up with a rolling machine, and uh, I think that's going to make the stock jump because I think people are going to be all about that. I don't think rowing's fun. I think running and biking, that's a fun kind of cardio activity Like because you can't look at your phone while you're rowing. So I don't think people will use it. But you can have a thing in front of you and you can have it. I mean, it's like the bike has like a stand for your phone. You can have your. Yeah, but you can't you can't scroll when you're rowing. If you pick up your phone to check it and you're rowing, it can't you, you can't row. I mean, you can't check some, your phone. You can't do both at once. Yeah, but some people might like that. I think some people like that. I think in this society we're living in, I think we need more things like it's too easy to use your phone with things. You need to force yourself to have a break from your phone. I think we are a society of fat, lazy idiots and anything that even puts up the question of us putting down our phone will not sell. Yeah, but the people that are going to buy Pelotons are not fat, lazy idiots. I mean, like you saw in the commercial. Yeah, they're aspirational fat, lazy no, idiots. They're no, like, I want to no. look like this lady and have a Peloton change my life. It won't change your life. It'll change the amount of closet space you no longer have because you don't use the fucking thing. <laughs> no, I think attractive people, Peloton is for attractive people. No fatties on the Peloton, you know? There's no commercials with fat people on Peloton. No, you just give the impression that rich people buy a product and then... It's, normal people buy the product it's the same with all these premium brands like you think ralph lauren is what billionaires wear no but just some in, of them do but in their ads they put up these beautiful mahogany walls these leather sofas and then so like oh it gives the impression of wealth so people wanting to project that they, they buy that brand that's Peloton is no different it's true there's nothing proprietary about it they've got a selection of videos in a weak social element but it's just an exercise bike true that's very true, but it's also like we're we're in the world of we're in like a world of tech now. Like we're in a tech society, so it's like it's a tech bike. People are all about that. Well, we are, but like let's let's look at the IPO. It's like apples. Let's look at the IPO apples world. Like all the most talked about IPOs this year that we're all buzzing about, they mostly took a hit. Let's walk through them now. Number one, Lyft. Lyft is like woke Uber. They're giving partners the op the option to buy in at the IPO price. $72. Now it's half of that. Mm -hmm. They've lost most of their market value. Uber, Uber's been a bloodbath. I've got good friends, people I love dearly. They they bet their whole lives that Uber would be would work. 
they work at the company and the Uber stock did not perform well. Robinhood was always rumored to be a, a hot IPO. And now with the talk of this glitch, when can they go public? Right. It raises such serious questions about their ability to manage problems, their ability to like not be taken advantage of repeatedly by a group of dudes on Reddit. <laughs> right. Bunch of sweaty fucking losers <laughs> in, a, in a chat room. No, if you're listening and you're on Wall Street Beds, open invitation, hit me up on Insta, Joel Walkowski. I would love to have you on the podcast. True. I'm going to post, I think I'm going to post in there and be like, hey, we have this. We've been shouting you guys out if you want to email in or whatever. I don't no, want to have them on. I want to see them in person and then I'm going to invite them to go on a Peloton bike ride with me afterwards. That'd I'll see funny. if they'll be able to keep up. That would be funny to have two Peloton bikes next to each other <laughs> and just go riding around, quote unquote, riding around the city together. Yeah. Oh, what if we recorded this podcast while we're on Peloton bikes? Whoa, we can do that. What's, oh my God. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. We should do that. We should do an episode from your, from your, from your apartment where we record while we're riding Peloton bikes. Where we try and. <laughs> multitask we try and show how easy they are to do that's funny i'm into that let's do it um, um because there's bikes next to each other we can race each other let's race each other i will crush you no i'm fast no i i, I used to bike 20 miles a day well i, I used uh, to bike 21 miles a day damn guys. <laughs> <laughs> uphill uh, both ways he was following me around all day then going home to jerk off <laughs> that's why his route was one mile more than mine <laughs> Matt, Matt's a grade A creeper. That's <laughs> um, funny. Yeah, we're going to do that live from the Peloton bike. You talk about the Peloton bike, like everyone's biking on Christmas morning. Have you had a Christmas morning sadder than that? Yes. Are you kidding? Are you going to ask me that? You're well, ask what's me your that. saddest Christmas morning? You've never heard this story? No. <laughs> it's like you set me up for this. Let me paint the picture. So I'm 14, maybe 13. I can't remember. Um, Years older, inches tall. <laughs> Years old, my dog, for my dog Hank, we got him when I was like two years old. Whatever, he's fourteen. That's long. That's old for a dog. Golden Retriever, best dog you can have. Everyone, everyone has second a, best dog you can have. I, I argue that the corgi a, no, chihuahua mix with no tail is a far superior dog. Yeah, but you didn't get it with no tail. Your dog ate its tail. That doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, I, I drove my dog to mental illness, and she one hundred and twenty-seven hours to herself. <laughs> She wasn't even stuck. She just had to get rid of it. I woke up in a bed like a fucking godfather. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't find the tail because the dog had eaten it. Um, okay, so we wake up. My, my dog is 14 years old. And as you know, in dog years, that's old. So the night before, when dogs know they're going to die, they like run away because they want to go somewhere to die and, and be alone. So my dog like runs away and we can like tell it's like he's old. He's not going to be here forever, obviously. So we bring him in. And we wake up Christmas morning and my dog had died under the Christmas tree. No he way. He crawled up under the tree and he had passed away under the Christmas tree. We come downstairs. He is dead under the tree. My cats are curled up with him. We find out, he, we realize he's dead. My whole family, everyone starts to cry. My I sister, think the saddest part is that your parents put a bow on it. It's like, man, we got you something. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. They put him in a box and like I opened it. This is very upsetting. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, he had died and I'll never forget. It was awful. And my sister dropped to her knees and was like, I hate Christmas. It was like the scene in Platoon where he drops to his knees and is like, ah, in the rain. Um, but that was also the year I got a PlayStation 2, so it wasn't all bad. That was a, I think I, <laughs> no, it was pretty bad. But yeah, that happened. It was so sad. Is this a, is this a sadder Christmas than... Yes, yeah, so that is sadder than a Peloton bike for Christmas. 
I think I might might have had a sadder Christmas. Not as graphic. I didn't have a dog die. But I once like I just want to point out real quick, just to show that just goes to show you that if you're bad, Santa will bring you coal. And if you're really bad, he's gonna kill your best friend. Absolutely. If you were younger young enough to be like, Yeah, Santa killed the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I left you cookies and milk. What do you want from me? He fed the dog chocolate. <laughs> he got it yeah, it was sad. It was my best boy. Shout out to Hank. Shout out to Hank. Once I had, I had a Christmas, I pulled a, an all-nighter, and then early Christmas morning, me and my buddy Hoopster, we what, drove... What a name. Well, he's actually... <laughs> to Hoopster. He's, he, he's never played basketball in his life. He just lived in... Uh, he worked at the library, and they had a book called The Hoopster, so I thought it was funny to go to the library and say, like, oh, is The Hoopster here? The, I love The Hoopster. <laughs> so once one Christmas morning, the, oops, the Hoopster and I went to a diner at, like, 5 a.m. We had some shitty eggs. And then we drove around and we looked in other people's windows and watched Happy Families open presents. Wow. That's, I don't know if it's just sad or if it's just creepy. It may be a little bit of both, but creeping was like a thing my friends and all did, do, did to each other. We would creep. Wait, so wait, you were creeping on your friends' homes? No, this was strangers. Oh. I, I advanced out just driving by, peering in strangers' windows, so watching driving them open by, gifts. Or you were getting out of your car? No, I stay in the car. Oh, oh well, that's not that. I mean... Just I that's almost I don't know if it's I guess it's creepier. If you're yeah. I, just idling. Yeah, you're idling and then, and then they look just, out and you peel out. Or look out yeah. the window and they peel away. We just wanted to see what a happy family looked like. Yeah. We're just jealous of your love. Um yeah, I think mine is still more sad because mine involved loss of life. You're just involved being you being a creep. Um uh, twelve minutes. We gotta cut off twelve more. We got You've only recorded for 12 minutes? No, Are you no, no. kidding me? No, we're at 50 minutes, but Richie said cut off 12. Sorry, Richie. You're going to have to cut this part out. I'm sorry. No, this is a good part. This is a good... Don't use his real name. Well, he's going to cut it out anyway. Yeah. But I just checked it. So we've been doing it for like 50 minutes, so we got about 10 minutes left. So, yeah. Did you just fart? No, that, that was a chair shifting on the other side of the apartment. If I fart, you would smell weed, so it's fine. <laughs> Your farts <laughs> you, smell like weed? Um. <laughs> I got, well, I made this batch of pop brownies that I'm now barred from making by my girlfriend. Well, that, why? Because they're too strong? No, they're just they strong, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. I've been, I smoke pot. I don't drink. But they make my farts smell so much like weed that they're just impossible to be around. That's funny. I got to make a batch for my door, man. Then I'm out. Who's your do- which? Oh, the, yeah, the doorman. doorman. Hell yeah, yo! I'll never forget when we went to go see um, the Pacers play the Nets, and we ate like a bunch. We ate like a half a pan. Do you remember that? Yeah, we I ate mean, like half a pan, and it torched me. Absolutely, that's all. That's a good thing about liking the Pacers. You can always see them cheap. Well, that was because they were in Brooklyn, and the Nets are bad. Too. Yeah, now the Nets they're still bad, still but bad. they've got a brand, baby. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, we got 10 minutes left. Do you have any more uh, tech stocks that you need to, that we want to talk about? No, I was just going to go through a bunch of IPOs and say how they were all shitty. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all very similar IPOs. The one the the they're all they're very tech and service oriented. Lyft, Uber, I guess Robinhood is um, what was the other one you said? Uh, Peloton, they're all very techy, and that's I think that's the big theme of this year. Yeah, and we're like, gonna do an end of the year episode, so we don't want to get too much into this. Yeah, guess, we're gonna but. have uh, Moneybags Riley on, and then we're gonna have on uh, 
one of the guys from Grubstakers, Sean McCarthy, on uh, next episode, we'll be talking about Vanguard. Yeah, very excited about that. The most successful index fund. We're going to do some research. I'm going to talk about their positives. He'll talk about their negatives. It'll have a lot of fun. We'll read some of their listeners. They like me. I like them. We'll have a good time. Have you done their podcast before? Yeah, I've done it two times. They bring me on to talk about different NFL owners. I think a lot of our listeners maybe found me from the Daniel Snyder episode. Oh, that's great. I I think it's very that's the thing I wish we would do we could do more of is that a thing they do on their podcast I don't want to steal their thing but I wish I want to talk more about the about billionaires I think the billionaires are very interesting to me and like owners of things like the Colts owner I love that guy he's a maniac but I love him I it's don't, very interesting I don't like billionaires that much I think they're I think it's wrong to have that much money unless <laughs> I have that much money <laughs> but if you look at it, just at like look at the net evil of hoarding like that oh it, for sure has a billionaire accidentally done more bad than say. John Wayne Gacy? Uh, mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. because like, 100%. Them having that wealth just deprives so many people of health care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clean uh, water. Clean water. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever's in charge of Nestle is a worse person than Jeffrey oh, Dahmer. Nestle is on par. Nestle could be one of... The, that's one of the things we I, we should do. I'm going to do that. We should do a thing where... What are some of the worst companies? Nestle's got to be up there on the list. Yeah, Nestle... Awful. Um, <laughs> They're, they're really trying to get out in front of this story, doing the PR, but they use slave labor in 2019. Well, I mean, crazy. In Thailand to process a lot of their harvests. Like yeah. people, There's coercion, there's forced labor, and right. they came out, they're like, we're doing an internal investigation. Like, yo, it's been... An, it's been out there for years that Nestle uses slavery. Right. This is a good example too of what we kind of just talked about is put your money where you want it and don't buy Nestle stuff. Don't buy Nestle products. But you know what's fucked up is Nestle owns a lot of stuff. Like Nestle is like a pair, you know, they're the webbing, the web goes out far. Nestle is, has their foot in everything. Water, chocolate can, it's everything. Oh shit, I just realized I'm working for Nestle this week. Are you really? Yeah. What are you doing? Just setting up an ad for them? I'm working on L'Oreal this week, so they're owned by Nestle. That's what I mean, though. Nestle owns... That's what's hard, too, about putting your money where you want to, because it's... it's There's like... It's been said before, but there are so many companies that own... There's like 12 companies that own everything, sort of thing. It's obviously, I'm you know, that's a bit hyperbolic or whatever, but... It's that it is that similar situation where it's like Nestle owns so many so many brands. So it's hard to boycott what you don't like because everything is owned by Gerber, Perrier, Poland Spring, Pellegrino, Cheerios, Nesquik cereal. Probably shouldn't be included there. Kit Kat. Oh fuck, I love Kit Kat. They own Pellegrino? Yeah, of course they own Pellegrino. Toll House, Nescafe. Butoni, Hot Pockets, Stouffer's, oh. <gasps> Lean Cuisine, Carnation, Coffee Mate. Nobody tell Jim Gaffigan about the Hot Pockets. Oh, shit. Bo- Jim Gaffigan is in... This is just getting worse and worse. He's a Nestle apologist. Haagen-Dazs, Dryers, <laughs> Aldo. Oh, I can't eat my favorite dog food anymore. <laughs> Haagen-Dazs is the best ice cream. It's the best ice cream, unless we're counting Trader Joe's Almond Milk Cinnabon. I've never had that, but that oh sounds good. Oh my gosh, it is so good. They sell it at Target, who's probably also owned by Nestle I do for like the, $4. I do like the fact that I'm like, oh my God, I can't eat Haagen-Dazs because they're using slave labor. <laughs> they're using slave labor. That means I can't eat my ice cream. Slaves made this ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Yeah, that's upsetting. Yeah, we vote with our dollars and we get a start. They make Maggie, the Boolean company. You can't use a Boolean cube anymore. Where am I going to get my, wait, where am I going to get my beef boulon? Yeah. My beef bouillon. If you're a woke person, you need to have bland soups. Exactly. Bouillons, beef bouillons are for the rich. And of course they're brands. They put that sweet Gerber baby out in front. Yeah, yeah. Stop trying to hide behind that baby, you cowards. (laughs) Yeah. Get out here, own your... You can't buy me off with warm chocolate chip cookies and Hot Pockets any longer. Yeah, exactly. I won't be bought. Well, insane. Well, I think we should probably wrap up. I think we've had a good episode. I think we've... Okay, next episode, we'll each come up with a plan for how we're going to boycott Nestle. And um, hopefully we'll get this Vanguard episode up. Because Vanguard, they're doing better work than anyone else in the market. I need to set a date for that. But I think we can make it work. Yeah, we're gonna come back. Um, we're gonna we're gonna come back more uh, consistent now. We, we bought this equipment. We're gonna be more consistent after Thanksgiving. Now um, we're gonna do. We got what? How many episodes do we have again before the new year? Two, three. I think three more. Three so more episodes. Yeah. Three more episodes. So we got a couple. We got Muddy Bags Riley coming back. I'm very excited. That is still my favorite episode we've done. Uh, we're gonna have a new guest on, Sean McCarthy. Uh, he's gonna come on. I'm very excited for that. And then we'll do an end of the year wrap up. Yeah, we'll do an end of the year two parter, and then. That'll be that. And then I'm out of town the 18th to the 28th, so we got to do, we're going to bang them out. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not going to be doing them over the Christmas break. People have their holidays, we have ours. Yeah. And I, you know, people listening to podcasts is a product of your routine. When you're out of routine, you don't listen to your podcast. I know that. I have to go home. I need to stock up on my Bill Simmons. Some people uh, got to have them for the, uh, their, you know, the flights, though. We got to give people something to ride on, listen to the flight, listen on the bus. If you're poor, take a bus home. We'll release a special <laughs> ASMR you can listen to on your flights. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, this is coming out on my birthday. So uh, all I want for my birthday is for you to leave us a five-star review um, and follow us on Instagram. Email us at holdmybread at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram at holdmybread. Um, I have uh, show dates. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. Don't Tonight. Worry about it. Tonight. Grand Torino. Nine o'clock. Come out yesterday, yeah. folks. It's um, going to be a good time. If you're listening to this tomorrow, uh, I'm at Horseplay. Um, uh, I, God, I can't remember the bar. The show's called Horseplay. It's going to be a banger. Wendy Starling, uh, Yudoye Travis, when, Christina Hutchinson. Wendy's from, hilarious. From Guys she's we so fucked. funny. She's a joy she's to watch. Great. So she's on that show. So, um, but yeah, follow us. Uh, thanks for listening. Do you got anything you want to say before we go? Dear listeners, I love each and every one of you. Yeah. Thank you for being you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, we'll talk to you next week. 